What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Here's the story of a playboy genius who was gearing up to form some sort of crew. One's a former Russian spy, a god of thunder, one fought in World War II. It's the story of a handsome star-lord, like the greatest to ever walk the earth by far. And a falcon, and a magic doctor, will cut the forever. So then one day all the heroes were assembled To fight a villain who packed much more than a punch And this crew was labeled the Avengers That's the way we all became the Marvel Bunch The Marvel Bunch The Marvel Bunch That's the way we became the Marvel Bunch Hello brother Shut up! Take your pixie out of your pockets, Neverlanders. Sprinkle some pixie dust around. Grab those infinity gems and fly away to Neverland with them as quick as you can so Thanos maybe can't get them, because I don't think he's got enough happy thoughts to get here. I, of course, am your spider pan, Jeremy. Oh, no. Well, we didn't have any happy thoughts after we saw that one. Yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get into that later. (laughs) We'll get into that later. But if you still have a happy thought after seeing the movie, then fly away with us to Neverland. I, of course, am your spider pan, Jeremy, head of the Lost Boys. I brought our head pixie with us. Hello. Hi. Yes, it's Pixie Heather, the Wendy Nerd. She doesn't have much to say, usually. No, not too much. Uh, Lost Boy Eric is in Salt Lake City at a convention. I guess it's the Salt Lake City Comic Con. Probably. Uh, the big one. He's there with Adrian Rop right now doing an event, uh, selling some merchandise and everything. If you happen to be near the area, make sure you go over there and grab some artwork from Adrian Rop. Although by the time you're hearing this, the convention's over, I'll bet. So, yes, yeah. you can almost disregard that I said that because you wouldn't, but you can still go to Adrian Rop's website and buy some goodies. In fact, Free Comic Book Day is this Saturday. Which I did check in. Adrian Rop doesn't have any merchandise particular for you to get for free on Free Comic Book Day. But if you happen to see some Bullwinkle and Rocky comics or a Chim Chum the Portly Samurai comic, Adrian has been working on those. Plus, Chim Chum is his own character, his own title. Buy those, okay? Buy them. Support. Support the Adrian. Adrian! Okay. (laughs) 
But yes, free comic book days next week. Hooray! So the only other thing I've got for some fun, witty banter is I have a bit of a, a story to tell. All right, so Thursday night at the University of Central Missouri was our red carpet event sponsored by the FAC, the Filmmaker and Actors Coalition. And I had a five-minute documentary submitted. This is my second Walt Disney documentary. You can find this on our Neverland Podcast YouTube page. So if you search for the Neverland Podcast on YouTube or go to NeverlandPodcast.com, you can find a link for our YouTube page and you can check it out. This one is called Chasing Walt. But we got to red carpet premiere that thing. Yay. At an event on Thursday night. So because I was in Warrensburg and not here at home and I was at an event, I didn't get to go to the Thursday night showings of Infinity War. That's okay. We went to a cheaper showing on Saturday. Yes, but here's where it became problematic. Friday morning. First thing I wake up in the morning, just kind of checking in, and I see a simple post. I'm not going to say by who and mention any names, uh, but they had just simply said, Avengers, whoa. Safe enough. Mm-hmm. I scroll down just a little bit, and I see the like a comment, because when you have the app on your phone, you know how you get at least one comment or whatever it'll show? I saw that comment, and there was a mild spoiler. Spoilers. I was like, what the, what, oh, ah, you know, a little minor freak out. So I just, I, you know, that's it. I'm off Facebook for today, I think. But then I go to my one and only class. It was performance for media. And I'm having to dress nice. We were pretty much doing like we were uh, television reporters at the news desk and had to do this professionally. And it was videoed. And that's part of my final. And Professor Dr. Shannon Johnson walks right up to me and says, Bleh. I'm not going to say what he said. And I said, I haven't seen the movie yet. Spoilers. But I didn't know it was he. He likes to pull my leg sometimes yeah. like that. But he, I think he was trying to pull my leg, but he didn't want to say if what he said was true or not, because he would have spoiled something if I'd have known whether or not it was true, which is why I didn't just say what he said. He was just messing with you. I'm not going to say if he was just messing with me or what he said. Yeah, okay. Not yet, anyway. Later, we'll talk about it. I'm going to be very careful with you. When we get to where there might be spoilers, I'm going to warn you ahead of time that you could pause it, go out and see the movie, and then come back, okay? But I won't tell you what he said to me, but I was like, what? So I was looking for something the entire movie for something to happen. So, uh, but the, he likes to have some fun because he'll he'll find something. He even, uh, there was an April Fool's thing about a movie about Boo from Monsters Incorporated. And he came in and asked what I thought about it. And I says, I think it's a April Fool's joke that you fell for. So, But he's always bringing in stuff uh, and stuff like that. So I kind of wasn't sure whether to take him seriously or not. But thing is, I was taking him seriously with this because he kind of had a look on his face and walked away. But that also could be part of him pulling my leg. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't sure if he was pulling my leg or not. And I'll tell you about that at the end of the show. Don't let me forget to tell them about that at the end of the show, would you? Okay, don't forget to tell them about that at the end of the show. This is not the end of the show. We're just getting started. Okay. We have lots of fun. So we're going to talk all about the Infinity War movie by the end of the show. We're going to talk all about Thanos and the Infinity Gems. Would you like to know what those are and where they came from? Absolutely. I got a little lost on that. I have your information for you, and we're going to both share it. Uh, So we'll give you some story about Thanos. We'll talk about these gems, how Thanos acquired them in the comics, and then we'll talk about the movie. But before that... There's news. And, oh, and we go. We got to visit the trailer park because there's a Marvel character who has a movie. And Venom was his name. Oh, I don't know. It felt like I should have said that after that. <laughs> it's 
spanning the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. The Star Wars universe that we see in Solo was different from anything else that we've seen in any previous Star Wars movies. The Empire controls everything. Everyone is struggling to survive, but we discover this incredibly free spirit. We're meeting Han right before he becomes the Han that we know. You end up getting to see how this guy got to be the way he is. It's all part of this great expansion of the Han Solo world. It's a rite of passage. You look good. The tests he needs to face, the challenges he has to endure to become Han Solo. <laughs> Those first encounters with Chewbacca. You're gonna need a nickname, because I ain't saying that every time. With the Millennium Falcon. With Lando Calrissian. Did you win your ship playing cards? I like this kid. They're in this movie. I'm a driver. A great pilot. He's the most exciting character in the saga for me. You don't know what he's going to do. I'm a terrible person. He's reckless. He does these stupid things that should never work. And they do. I'm fine! And he does it with bravado. I might be the only person who knows what you really are. What's that? So the very first thing, what do you got for us? Um, the first thing on our news is that it uh, looks like Nickelodeon is going to bring back Double Dare this summer and have 40 brand new episodes so that, uh, you know, this generation can, you know, fall in love with Double Dare that we had, you know, when we were we were kids. I know one of the most fun things about watching it was like, oh, there was slime. The kids were sliding down the giant tongue to, like, grab the flag and yeah. all that, you know. The obstacle course at the, the end. The obstacle course at the end was the, the, was the absolute best part. And you just watched it all for the obstacle course at the end. Yeah, Mark Summers tweeted something that this was interesting, but he hasn't said if they've asked him to come back. Hmm. It would be awesome, but if they're aiming for a new younger generation, that uh, they probably wouldn't respond to a guy of his age, I don't think. Yeah, you might have to have a younger Yeah, I think they're going to get a new younger host. I'd love to see Mark Summers coming back, but that would just get the adults to come in. Yeah. Of course, the adults would probably come in and watch it with their kids because we're going to remember it. Yeah. So they, they, I, I see families watching this together. But if you're not familiar with Double Dare, of course, our audience probably is. But if you're a kid sitting with your mom or dad listening to the show, this was a trivia show. And they would, and then you'd have two teams, and you'd get asked a question. And if you didn't know the answer, or if you knew the answer but you thought the other team didn't, you could dare the other team to get it. The points don't double. Mm-hmm. Now, that team could either, either answer the question, or if they didn't know it, they could double dare you right back. Now, once you've been double dared, you either have to answer that question or take a physical challenge, which means you're going to get messy. Yep. But that was part of the fun. But you'd have to complete whatever challenge, and then you'd get three times the no, four times the points because original points, then dare, double the points, double dare, three times points, physical challenge. No, I guess physical challenge maybe three times points. I don't think you get an extra point because you did the physical challenge. 
I don't know. Maybe I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember how the point systems work completely, but yeah. but yeah. So this was great. So I don't know when this is happening this summer. Uh, Lost Boy Jesse though brought this to my attention. He actually got to participate in a mall. There was a, a Double Dare event that he got to go to, which is one of our old episodes. That if you want to hear, become a Patreon supporter, and I'll make sure you get all those old episodes. Yay! Yay! Yes. Yeah. So there's a way to hear when Jesse was on there. Ooh! Looky here. This is fun. So. Dave Filoni has brought us Star Wars The Clone Wars, Star Wars Rebels. Star Wars Rebels is wrapped up, and I, I unfortunately haven't gotten to watch all of it. I, I'm going to have a lot more time now. I'm about to finish the semester. Maybe over the summer when I'm doing my internship, I'll have time to actually, yeah, right, to actually sit and finish watching Rebels. I'm going to try. But Star Wars Resistance is coming from Dave Filoni, and we are expecting... Oscar Isaac and Gwendolyn Christie to pop up as Poe Dameron and Captain Phasma in this series. Nice. And this is set before Star Wars The Force Awakens. Okay. How much ahead of it? I don't know. But this, I guess, will show the resistance. And you know, I, I figure Leia will be around. Probably. I would so expect so. Maybe yeah. we'll see a little bit more of our droid friends in there. Uh, so this is really cool. This is being created by Dave Filoni. Uh, executive produced by Athena Portillo. I, I think it's Portillo. Who, of course, worked with him on The Clone Wars and Rebels. Justin Ridge, also from The Clone Wars and Rebels. And Brandon Almond from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, I'm figuring it's the Nickelodeon series. Probably, yeah. Uh, and the art is being directed by Amy Beth Christensen, who that also worked on Clone Wars and Rebels. So the team you already love for these other Star Wars series are coming back for another series. So it should be good. Yes. I don't know when this is coming. It's all out on StarWars.com. You can read all about it. Uh, but this is going to be cool. Oh, some of the other voice casts are also listed. We have Christopher Sean from Days of Our Lives. No idea. Susie McGrath. So yeah, I, well, I know this is okay. so popper. I don't know who he is. <laughs> Susie McGrath from EastEnders. No idea. Scott Lawrence from Legion. I probably would know if I see him. I, I haven't watched this season of Legion. We can't talk about it on this podcast. That is not a very family-friendly show. But it's really good. Uh, Myrna Velasco from Elena of Avalar. Don't watch it. Josh Brenner from Silicon Valley. No idea. David Donald. Faison from Scrubs. I really should probably watch Scrubs. I bet I'd like yeah, it. Uh, Bobby Monahan from DuckTales. Awesome. I need to catch up on that as well. Jim Rash from Community. And Rachel Butera from Tammy's Tiny Tea Time. I like that title. I want to watch it just for that. But I bet yeah, the same for little kids. Yeah. Tammy's Tiny Tea Time. That it's sounds just, fun. It's just a cute title. Yeah, it is. Moving on. Okay, this is cool. Okay, so um, on Thursday... 20th Century Fox announced that we're going to have kind of a unique, I guess, movie experience where you get to choose your own adventure. The future is here. Yes. And not just choose your own adventure, but it's based off the choose your own adventure books. Yeah. The uh, the publisher of those series of books um, is attached to this particular um project so there's an app that will be on you can put on your phone and then during certain times of the movie you can kind of pick like what you want to have happen so in the end you're going to have like different endings different plot uh different time amount of running time uh based on what the audience thinks which worries me because you know on choose your own adventure you could lose you could fail and cut that whole thing short well, yeah I, I so now i wonder when they talk about different running times what if you get like 20 minutes because so everybody chose something that ended the story automatically. well surely they would have it 
written in such a way that you at least get like you know an hour, hour and a half or something. Otherwise, you know, you'd be mad out of <laughs> out of the uh, the movie. Now I don't know about you, but like I would read the I did choose your own adventures, but I'd read through and like if I got one ending, my original ending, I would read through until I got the ending that I wanted. And sometimes even go in the end and like read which one actually went through the whole book. I kind of fudged it a little bit because I wanted to get, like, the best ending. Yeah, well, what I would do is when I got to a choice, I would put a bookmark in it, mm -hmm. and I would check both choices, and if one of them had the end on that same page, I would go to the other choice. Oh, unless, yeah, I did that, too. Unless yeah. I was going to be wrapping up the story, but if it was just going to cut the story short and I didn't get a full mm -hmm. resolution, I was not going that way. I didn't want to, you know, it's like, I want to be able to read a full story. Yeah, that's why so, I wanted to get all the way to the end of the book, so, like, I, okay, so, you know. I wanted to complete the story. I'd I check even, out both pathways and see, like, you know. I even had one that uh, there was only one ending, but you had mm. to get there. You could get stuck in a loop. They were these, uh, like, time machine ones mm. where you were an agent through, going through time and you had an assignment. And you're basically learning history. Mm -hmm. But you would time travel until you completed it. And uh, the first time I went through it, mine was, it was called Civil War Secret Agent. My mission was to go and locate Harriet Tubman. And I did get stuck in a time loop because if you keep making a bad choice somewhere, you will get thrown back into that certain part of the story until you get something right to advance on. And because you'll you have to keep trying, you know, because you can time travel, so you you would be like, let me gotta go back to that because I goofed up. I gotta do something different. So mm. that was kind of fun. That would that would be interesting because I'd get ones that it was like uh, a mystery thing and like suddenly you'd fall down the stairs and die or you yeah. know something stupid happens you're like oh come on my favorite one was like a fairy tale one and like you always wanted to get at the end where like you got the dragon treasure and all this you know kind of stuff and uh then there was one i don't think it was a choose your it was a type of choose your own adventure but i don't think it was that particular company that it was like yeah a, there was, was a lot a, of people copied yeah it was like a moral thing so it was like oh okay if you go to the party then you're gonna get sick and you're gonna get caught by your parents and you know like because you're going to drink or whatever. You know, like there was moral choices. Oh my goodness. <laughs> choices to it. Needless to say, I'm, I'm so squeaky clean that that was really not much of a challenge. I was like, okay, that's not quite so exciting. Back to the fairy tale book. <laughs> there's <laughs> a little more adventure you, to that one. Or you could just read the book like, oh, look, I know what I'm supposed to choose. Let me just go pick what I'm supposed to choose because yeah. I know what the right thing to do is. Yeah. Although some people were like, dang it, I want it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Give, give me the bad ending. I, you know, I'm, yeah, I don't know. It was it was like a copycat one, but it was like, you know, a, a Christmas kind of book which is not bad but but it was just like okay well I, I know how this is gonna play this is what I'm my going, parents want me to do yeah so that one I, I went back to found a different one that's the only time I think I used used did that particular that's kind books. of awesome and it's over ridiculous so, anyway wow yeah but okay so Kino Industries and they're making this it's called Control Movie Technology and this is what you're going to want to get on your phone when this happens I guess they showed it off at CinemaCon in Las Vegas this week which I've been seeing some stuff about CinemaCon but from Variety also the owner of B&B Theaters which I think they're mainly a local company mm -hmm. I don't know how far spread they are and if you heard that jingle jingle yes when when last, when Pixie Heather almost called her last girl but the girls don't yeah. get lost they're too clever we have the cat in the room because she will cry and bellyache at the door if I don't let her in when we're both in the studio she has to be with us. Yes. But the the owner president of BNB Theaters was at CinemaCon and he was sending out messages in Facebook and videos and talking about different things that he was seeing. And he's really excited for some upcoming films. But this is where this came from. But this is, of course, so it's a 1980s book series. But here, here's the cool. So it's in development. And this guy has John Davis and John Fox of Davis Entertainment working on it. 
Greg Berlanti and Sarah Schechter of Berlanti Productions, those of you who are watching the, we'll call it the Arrowverse on CW, are going to be familiar with Greg Berlanti. Uh, and also Shannon Gilligan of Choose Co., which is actually the publisher of the Choose Your Own Adventure brand. Now, what I am actually hoping for is this movie comes out and relaunches the book series in some fashion. No. Even if in the, on Variety they have some pictures, because a lot of them, R.A. Montgomery, I remember, I remember his name on attached to these books. He wrote a lot of mm-hmm. these things. Uh, but I, there was a lot of other different writers. If they even just republish the old ones, yeah. I'm buying the things. We'll <laughs> have to get another bookshelf. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to get another bookshelf. Although we're at that point already, kind of. Yeah. All right, so here's something else that came from CinemaCon this week. Uh, this is color me shocked. Yeah. So Will Smith will be playing Will Smith as the genie, pretty much, when uh, you get some of these quotes. But he's... I'm glad he's not going to try to impersonate Robin Williams. Because you, you can't. There's, you can't. You can't. That's not possible. But uh, the director, Guy Ritchie, uh, he's done stuff like Sherlock Holmes, Lockstock, Two Smoking Barrels. What he's saying... Uh, well, th- well, actually, I guess it was Will Smith was saying that... Uh, it, he says he's able to make it hot. He's talking about the director. But there was also some talk about basically what Will Smith is going to be doing is playing it in his way and to me which I, the, the wording makes it sound like Will Smith is as I said playing Will Smith as the genie so we're basically you're going to get Will Smith being himself and that's the genie uh, the one thing that I thought was really kind of silly uh, in this in the comment and this is off of Variety but uh, Naomi Scott is playing Jasmine in live action and she she's quoted as saying that Jasmine is in this version strong and speaks her own mind Hello, that's the same way she was in the cartoon. Yeah, that, that hasn't changed. We expect that. Uh, but we are expecting it's going to be some new music, a lot of dancing and stuff like that. But we're also going to get a friend in me in a whole new world. Now, when they say there's new music, part of me would expect, oh, bring some music from the Broadway musical. I've never gotten sure. to see it, but I hear it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'd like be, to see those songs. Yes. Yeah, that would be smart. But they're not that smart that way. Because Beauty and the oh. Beast, we didn't get those songs, did we? No. Granted, I liked the song they gave Dan Stevens. Yes, we played the Beast. I yeah. liked that song. Mm-hmm. The Josh Groban version was even better. Uh, yeah, because Josh Groban. because it's Josh Groban uh, it's Josh in the Groban. credits. Yep, and uh, that was nice. But the Broadway songs are so much better. And if this Aladdin Broadway show is so great, let us let the rest of us hear these songs in the movie. Yeah, but, well, that's my opinion. Maybe it might be some type of licensing thing or something that they. Uh, but it's, I don't know. Disney I don't, owns the stuff. I'm just guessing. I don't know. I mean, how could it be a license thing? I mean, you I might you might have different writers that worked on these songs yeah, or maybe. something. But but I think Alan Menken didn't he come back and compose at least that new song there? Have you in live action Beauty and the Beast? I don't know. Some other interesting stuff though. Oh, but here's this is night here. Before, going back to Aladdin. Um, they're talking about you're going to get to see Aladdin, which is Mena Musad. I hope I'm saying your name right. Sorry, brother. But they're saying you're going to see a lot of running, jumping, and everything going across the rooftops. I'm kind of thinking this would be kind of cool if he's like doing some parkour stuff and he's running from the guards. Mm. That would be pretty awesome, wouldn't it? I don't know. That, that might be a little too much for me because parkour is a very modern thing. And if this is supposed to be like, you know, Agrabah, like, you know, uh, Arabian Nights style. And they- yet- there's already been a Disney movie that kind of did this, Prince of Persia, because that's part of the game. He does all that run across the wall and that kind of stuff. I, that one didn't distract me. Like I'm thinking like the James Bond type of... Oh, you're thinking like, like that, the full out, that one yes, in Casino that, Royale. Yeah, like that one... That, that was, was cool as heck, though. I mean, it was cool, but that was James Bond. Like I wouldn't expect to see that in an Aladdin movie. 
but it would make sense, you know, for a more streetwise Aladdin to be able to run, jump, and all kinds of stuff through Agrabah as he's getting away. You well, know. I mean, that's kind of what they showed in the in the movies. You yeah. know, he's using the, the, the laundry and the different things, yeah. you know, to, to get through. So a little bit of it would make sense, but not the full-on, like, James Bond. Well... See, in animated, you can do it as that type of gags, because there's mainly a mm-hmm. lot of joke gags, you know. Sure. But in a movie, you're going to want to move it, you know, and with the modern audiences, you have to quick pace thing. I could see him doing a lot more acrobatic things that would be pretty cool and turn him, make him more action hero-ish a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. But what, you know what would be awesome? Because in, right, in, the, in the original... He tosses Jasmine the, the thing and it's like, well, yeah. here, oh, here, let me help you. And then she's like, no, I can jump over. I can do what you can do. What would be cool if, like, Jasmine, having nothing better to do in the palace, has been kind of goofing around and doing stuff. So mm-hmm. she keeps up with him. And so Jasmine does some stuff. <laughs> so you're like, whoa, dude. Well, it wouldn't be too far-fetched for a princess to have, like, you know, you got people coming in that, that walk on stilts or do yeah. whatever, and she picks up how to do that from court gestures and yeah. things like that. That wouldn't be, to me, I wouldn't think that that wouldn't be too far-fetched. Or maybe they make it more of a thing that she likes to sneak out of her room, and you know, even if she just wanders the gowns, but she sneaks out yeah. a little bit, so she's maybe climbed on the roof of the palace and stuff. Mm-hmm. So when, if, when she's up with Aladdin running across the rooftop, she's able to keep up. Yeah. So he could be like, whoa, woman, awesome. <laughs> Suddenly you're Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Uh, yes, and, and yes, Kitty, we hear you. Yes. Kitty Kitty's spoke. excited for Aladdin, yes, I guess. clearly. So I am I'm still on the fence on this. Yeah, we'll see. I could see this potentially being cool, but I, I don't want to see a Will Smith genie. I Personally, I, granted, I'm, I'm thankful. Don't, don't impersonate Robin Williams. Yeah. But nobody else is going to be as good, in a film at least. I've heard some, on stage there's been some good genies. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to see a genie that is just, oh, well, that's just Will Smith. Now, granted, in the movie, that's, oh, that's pretty much Robin Williams. But he was establishing the character, and that worked. Mm -hmm. But when you already have a Robin Williams genie, I don't know. I don't, I don't. We'll just have to see how it plays out. I mean, I I think. I think Will Smith could do a good job. And I like Will Smith, and he's charismatic, and he could be very good at this. But I know. I, think I love my Robin Williams genie. I know. I do, too. That's what we grew up with, you know. So we'll, we'll just have to see. We'll have to suspend our, our uh, conclusion uh, yeah, until we see it. Now, I'm going to... Uh, you haven't gotten to see this image. I saw this briefly. Uh, there was a Variety article, I guess, or somewhere or another. I remember you talking about this. There you go. There's, there's our little guy. So oh. Tim Burton uh, is, is, of course, working on... And I guess it's nearly done. Uh, he's working on a Dumbo film, and some images came out on CinemaCon to show us what Dumbo would look like in the film. He's adorable. Very cute with the blue eyes and the big ears, and uh, he looks about normal elephant size. You know, in the cartoon, they kind of made him small, you know, like he's just kind of a little runty kind of, you know, elephant, but baby elephants are big. Yeah, they're, they're pretty good size. But no. he's so cute. He is cute. It's that cute. gives me some hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, and I'm gonna. Uh, where is this website that I just went here to Convini? But uh, this you got the first look at Dumbo because uh, mm-hmm. Disney was at CinemaCon showing some of this stuff, and we're looking at a March 29th, 2019 release. And I uh, I want to read this because uh, this is interesting. So the film is actually going to tell about somebody named Holt, played by Colin Farrell. Who is a former circus star who returns shaken from the war and is enlisted by the Max Medici, that's Danny DeVito, who is going to take care of Dumbo, a baby elephant whose huge ears make him a laughing stock of the group. Now, 
so Holt's children are going to find out that Dumbo can fly. And then, then Michael Keaton comes in. He's V.A. Vanderveer with uh, Colette Marchant, played by Eva Green. They're going to uh, make a star out of Dumbo because he can fly. Oh. So we'll, we'll have to... This is another one. We'll probably have to wait uh, and see. Um, I'm, if you're going to do Dumbo, do the story of Dumbo. I mean, yeah, you're keeping some of the same elements, but this is a completely different story than... Yeah. Now, if it... If it picks up to where this is right after they found out he could fly. Maybe. But no, they're saying that his children are going to find out. I like Timothy Mouse. I do. I like the mouse. I, I, mean, if, I know I know the crows are like controversial, but they were yeah, one of my people, favorite characters. I love the crows. They're they great characters. They are actually characters. the hero. I mean, they're yes. the ones that actually get the, the whole movie Some people result. are offended by them. Gosh. Well, you know, I mean, I can understand where that comes from. This is another one we're going to have to just kind of suspend our conclusion until we see it. Oh, but I, 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 I love this movie. I know you do. If they wreck it, I'm going to walk out of there as mad as I was after Maleficent. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. And Because don't ruin Dumbo. I love Dumbo. I watched it so many times when I was a kid. And uh, this, I love the look of him. He's so cute. I want to see his little clown hat and stuff. Because mm. he looks adorable. I'm scared about a Tim Burton circus style because they did say that when yeah. you see the Tim Burton circus, it looks like a Tim Burton circus. That makes yeah. me nervous. He can make it very dark. But if they take him away from the clown act stuff, then I guess you don't have the scary clowns that Tim Burton can is good at making scary clowns. But I want, I mean, I want, I want Timothy Mouse. I want the whole baby mind thing. I want yeah. the Dumbo film. Not, mm. like, oh, let's reinvent the whole thing. Oh. <sighs> Uh, I have a feeling I'm going to be disappointed. But, okay, I haven't seen any trailer yet. And I feel like it's my job to see these films and tell you all what I think. Mm-hmm. But I reading the plot synopsis, I'm like, oh, really? We'll, we'll have the when cartoon was, version ready for you after we see it so we can... When I was your... seeing the casting list, Colin Farrell would make a fun Timothy Mouse. Yep. I thought he was voicing. Mm-hmm. When I saw these actors' names, I thought voicing. Evergreen, I thought, well, maybe she's she's his mother. Or one of the other elephants, because his mother never actually spoke. But mm-hmm. if she'd had a voice, I thought that's Evergreen would be a, a voice. And maybe Danny DeVito as the ringmaster would that's be perfect. fun. That's perfect. Uh, Michael Keaton maybe could be like the head clown. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, if you're worried about the crows and people reacting. Although, get, heck, get Samuel L. Jackson to be the crows and do them the way and be, be cool with it the way they're yeah. awesome. Get, like, you know, Samuel L. Jackson, Donald Glover mm-hmm. to play the crows. I would have loved that. Mm-hmm. But I'm getting something weird that I'll just have to say, okay, this yeah. is my animated. This is my lab. I, I, of course, I haven't been here in a Tim Burton Dumbo. I have not been excited at all for this, but mm-hmm. he looks so cute in this image. You usually don't get too excited about Tim Burton Films. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I love Tim Burton. Other yeah. times I'm like, what did you do? Sometimes he makes Beetlejuice. He makes Batman. He makes Nightmare Before Christmas. Sometimes he makes, what the heck was that? Sleepy Hollow. Well, I kind of liked it. It was, it was, a, it was definitely that movie disturbed you. You because of the creepy guy. Yeah, we won't get into because it it's anyway, not family yeah. friendly. I mean, Tim Burton. Sometimes I love him. Sometimes I'm like, no, too much, too much. Sometimes you make Batman. Sometimes you make Batman Returns. Okay. okay. Let's go ahead and move on. That's what I'm saying. Let's go ahead and That's move what on. I'm saying. There we go. Uh oh, more bad news. Okay, so uh, Pandora in the Animal Kingdom yeah. was down for well, the two a, rides at least. The were two down. rides I'm sure were you down. To look around. So for a couple of days, um, that was Navi's River Journey and the Avatar Flight of Passage were closed because there was a fire alarm that kept going off. Apparently, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and they. You know, for some reason they couldn't figure out. Like, I mean, there apparently was no fire or no issue like that. But 
it is kind of jarring when you have a fire alarm going off while people are going through a ride. So you got to fix that. Yeah. Um, so they got that fixed and they are now up and going again. And they're, they're fixing fast pass reservations. They're trying to move those around. So hopefully everybody got a chance to ride it because I know it's been really difficult to get fast passes into these and they're really rate, uh, really you know rated high and people are really trying to get in there and check these it's out. It's new, you know, it's new exciting. But they got it reopened yesterday. The river the river journey did open yesterday. Okay. When we're recording this. So as of Saturday, April twenty eighth, it is open. So hopefully if you're there in the parks, you're gonna Kitty, I swear you're doing that to me on purpose. <laughs> she just likes to be heard. So but yes, it is back. It was down for three days. Okay, I thought it was two. So yeah, I, so three uh, days. yeah, two days from when the this original initial article, but I was seeing down here the third day they were closed on Friday. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, I was reading ahead on some things just to kind of add some details, but that's that's a bad thing when the whole thing goes down. When this yeah. is like the new thing, so hopefully everybody with your fast pass. That Disney is so good at taking care of people, mm-hmm. so I'm sure mm-hmm. they've managed to take care of this because you got people who would have reserved. All three days, and you can't, sure. you know, you, I, you know, they're only there for a weekend. You've got other people who've reserved a fast pass, so yeah. you know, you got to just book in there. I bet it was all fast pass, and then hardly anybody else got a chance to get on there, which is probably going to make a few people upset if they didn't get a fast pass, they didn't get on. Yeah, but uh, that's. Well, I'm sure they made it right, you know, as best as they can, and they usually go above and beyond just yeah, they making really it do. even, you know. So it's been super difficult for people to even get the fast passes. Yeah, I, I can understand so. that. I mean, it's new, it's exciting, and you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I just look at this world now. Whether or not, however you felt about the movie, the world looks awesome. Yeah. You know, like and, and that's, that's the idea. Yeah. So, and so I, because I still want to check it. I have not seen it. I want to ride a banshee. I want to buy a little... Have you seen... Uh, did you get to see the Banshee puppets when I was talking about them last week? I guess not. I know. I guess they have not. little puppets in a store. Mm-hmm. Uh, you put it on your shoulder of a little... Like you get your baby Banshee. And you have a little thing in your hand so you can make it look Oh, around. I think I remember you telling me about yes, that. You walk around I want with a little, little guy on your shoulder. Hey, you know what? My birthday and our anniversary is coming up next month. So if anybody wants to buy us one and send us... Wow. A- Wow. <laughs> we would be very grateful. Jeremy would be very grateful. Yo, you'd play with it, too. I don't know. You'd walk around with a banshee. You'd show up in your classroom with the banshee on your shoulder. I don't know about that. Yes, you would. I don't know about you that. You would. You know you would. Okay. Guess what? We get to talk about ice cream. Your favorite thing. Yes. It really is your favorite thing, I think. No, it's not my... Well... Yes. As far as foods, it might be... It's high up there. I love my, I love my ice cream. Yes. But I share that Captain in common. Harry. I share that in common with the... Uh, his name went out the window, but the Beyond the Wisdom of Walt and the Wisdom of Walt, the guy who wrote those, mm. the doctor. I don't, why, my brain just, Jeff Barnes. Mm. He's posted on Facebook. He loves some ice cream too. So well, I, I know some other very influential people that love yes. and ice Disney cream. ice cream. Well, he's he's got to be excited about this when he hears about it. But a Portland-based company called the Salt and Straw, which I, apparently is really popular over on the West Coast. We don't I've have never any heard here. of it. Yeah, we haven't had any here. But in the Disneyland Resort downtown district, you're going to be able to buy this ice cream. And I guess they're really known for like weird flavors. And it says here there's like a strawberry honey balsamic with black pepper and sweet corn. Ooh, that doesn't sound very good to me. Maybe the black pepper and sweet corn is a separate thing. Cause I, I'd hope they're not putting that in the strawberry. But you can get waffle cones. So yeah, waffle cones okay. And the waffle cones actually have like some blue cheese, whiskey, and ginger beer in mm. it. I don't know that this sounds appealing to me personally. I don't know the odd flavor. Now, they had regular flavors. Like if they've got like you know, okay, I guess they got some specialties here. It looks like double fold vanilla. Okay, so double vanilla. Yeah. That sounds chocolate gooey brownie. That hey, that's all cool with me. Salted malted chocolate chip cookie dough. Oh uh-huh. yes. So, so they have some good ice cream too. Yeah. But if you're adventurous, I guess you know. You can. You can you try. Can, yeah, you can get s- s- 
strawberry and popcorn and if what, you're one of those people who else. likes those vinegar uh, chips vinegar chips Vin- yeah, the, yeah. The vinegar and what it's like uh, salt and vinegar salt and, salt and vinegar, vinegar yeah. if you like yeah. that kind of a potato chip you might be all down for this well we know someone we one know. of our lost boys <laughs> who would probably try all the weird yes, flavors we're, we're, we're talking about you lost boy phil he's been on the show load him up all on one he, cone. he'll try stuff he, he yeah. likes to try different things uh, yeah. But uh, something else coming along is the Black Tap Craft Burgers. Did I say that right? Black Tap Craft uh-huh. Burgers and Beer is actually coming in. They're going to have sky-high milkshakes. I don't know if that means they have alcohol in the milkshakes, but they're going to have burgers. But this is also coming into downtown Disney District. So they're while you know, they're, they keep the alcohol to a minimum inside the parks, so mm-hmm. you're now having more heavier alcohol, I guess, in the Disneyland Resort. I don't know if Walt would necessarily be excited about this. Yeah. I know he, was, he didn't want a bunch of drunken people wandering around his park. So I hope they're taking that into consideration, but I have a bad feeling they might not be. But if you're interested in some new ice cream, there you go. Personally, I just want a Dole Whip. I, I, you've never gotten to have one. Nope, haven't. I haven't had one in the parks, but I've had one at a, a, a yogurt shop mm-hmm. down in Warrensburg. They had some Dole Whips, and it's so tasty. And I haven't gotten to try a Dole Whip float where they put it in the pineapple juice. Mm-hmm. I would like See, to try the closest that. I'm going to get is next year, one of our competitions for our Biomed. The International's in Orlando. If they will let me come with you and I can at least, because if they'll transport us and they, and they will put us up in a hotel room, I will get us some tickets. We will take a day off. I think there is somehow in the, in one of the days like you can you can go and do certain things. Like we're going to Dallas this year and there's certain like things that we can do. There, well, if so. next year you're going to Orlando, I'm coming with. So send Mrs. Shields to Orlando. Woo-hoo. Yes, and Mr. Shields will come with him. I will chaperone <laughs> your students. Okay, anyway. I will make sure they have fun. Anyway, okay, so we kind of—I guess it's kind of some sad news. Not um, really. He's going on and doing some neat stuff. Yeah, he's—he's he's gonna move on. Uh, we have uh, Magic Kingdom Vice President Dan Cockerell is retiring next month. Yeah, they say retiring, but he's just leaving but, the Disney company to start his own business. Yeah, so it's—it's kind of like he's retiring from this company, but it sounds like he's kind of starting his own business with like a speaking and consulting company. Yeah. So. Um, but he's, he, he's been there with Disney for 26 years, which is, you know, it's a good long time to be with one company. And his dad was like uh, head of, I think I think he was head of also the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Uh, that's actually how I found out about it. Lee Cockerell, mm-hmm. who's, I think he's got some books about management and everything. I need to have him on the show sometime. So, you know, he's going on to, to bigger and better things. So we'll we'll see who uh, comes in and, and fills those shoes to make uh, the Magic Kingdom, you know, more magical and, yeah. and better. Continue so. the magic. Uh-huh. Yeah, you never know. Somebody might come up with some great new ideas. Somebody. Yeah. Uh, so, but May 11th is last day. Yep, May so. 11th. That's and, coming up really quick. Yeah, and there's some big stuff coming around it. I mean, Disney mm-hmm. Parks uh, with, I mean, with Star Wars, Galaxy's Edge. Mm-hmm. Heck, at June 30th, we've even got Toy Story Land. Of course, that's not in the Magic Kingdom, but uh, I, don't, I can't think of any major changes coming to the Magic Kingdom off the top of my head. Uh, but, I mean, the stuff going on around the parks, I mean, who knows? Somebody coming in as vice president, you know, of, of Magic Kingdom may have some great new ideas for new things we can do with the parks. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is pretty neat. Now, we're going to go outside Disney a little bit for our last little bit. There are figures of Masters of the Universe that are based off the 80s series, the filmation series, of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. I've known these were coming for a while, but uh, they had a set. They were called Epic Battle Sets. And these are from Super 7. Super 7's been making remaking pretty much. They look like the old figures. Yeah. But these ones, of course, the colors are based off the animated series. But they had these epic battle two-packs that you get He-Man with Skeletor or She-Ra with Hordak. Woo! She-Ra. And they sold out. Like, pff, pre-order, yeah, gone. So. And so there was a bit of an uproar. People were like, no, I want one! 
But Super 7 says they are going to release these as individual figures. So you can get these. Now, in order to order them, I think you probably have to go to Super7.com or Maddie Collector. And I'll bet you're going to pay a little bit more than you would normally pay for an action figure because that's the way these have worked. Doesn't mean I don't want them, but I might be... I like this, so They've done some recreated uh, He-Man figures and stuff that were really cool. And I just looked at and drooled and say, wow, there's no way I can afford to pay $50 for a He-Man figure. No. That kind of thing. So I'd, I imagine these might be a little pricey. pricey. They're really for the collectors. But these are so cool, and they come with, uh, well, and it's interesting. She's got her uh, shield, which, you know, her sword becomes a shield and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's got a sword with a gem in it, but she's, it also looks like she comes with a He-Man-style sword. I wonder what that's about. Well, there are two, oh, I guess I do see that. Maybe that's the back of the sword. Maybe so, it's like, the back, the gem's, so the gem's only, only on, on one, one side. side. Yeah, because hers does could have be, the gem be. just on one side. And Yeah, and see how the, the little handle thing that would hold it on her hand yeah. is... Yeah, because if you're familiar with the old ladies' toys, they had like a thin piece that was supposed to be kind of visible that would fit around the figures to kind of yeah. hold it into their hand because they didn't actually have a regular grip necessarily. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it is interesting that Skeletor's staff is its more of a pink handle with the uh, and then just a skull-looking skull because before it was just like that dark purple kind of match the mm -hmm. other. And also you've got Skeletor of all one solid color because the original figures, he's kind of yellow and green and stuff. But this is really neat. Now, I don't know when this, these are necessarily coming out, but I'm pretty sure if you go to Super 7, you can buy one. And by the way, that is Super and the number 7. Search it on Google. I'm pretty sure you can find it. But now it's time to turn the corner and go visit the trailer park. Mama, another gator got in the house. Another gator? Give me that shovel. Come here. The Neverland Trailer Park. Thank you for bringing us collectively to this moment. It is a moment that so many have dreamed of claiming. History starts today. The guy you work for is an evil person. I don't work for him. My firm works for him. Are you gonna behave yourself tomorrow? I told you I'm gonna do my job. I'm a reporter. I follow people that do not want to be followed. What about the allegations that you recruit the most vulnerable for tests that end up killing people? Your time to go. You're finished, Mr. Brock. Is that a threat? You had to learn how to hide in plain sight. I'm pretty good at it. But you, you suck. Whoever you are. I work at the Life Foundation, and I need your help. We found something. We call them symbiotes. Carlton Drake believes that the union between human and symbiote is the key to our evolution. I'm feeling really sick. I'm hearing a voice. Not real, you were just in my head. I'm gonna need Mr. Drake's property back. I don't know. Why would we do that? If you're gonna stay, you will only hurt bad people. The way I see it, we can do whatever we want. Do we have a deal? Willing to sacrifice. 
one thing you hold most dear. You should be extremely afraid. What the hell are you? We are Venom. <gasps> Okay, now, I have already said, and I guess I don't need to say anything more, I'm not enthused about a Venom movie apart from the Spider-Man universe. So if they want to bring in Venom, I would like to see him introduced with Spider-Man. And maybe I'm just a stick in the mud for that's the way I like my characters. But that's Venom's origin. And, and well, and when I first heard about it, it actually wasn't from you. It was from uh, someone else. I'm sure I said something about it. You might have. Anyway, but uh, the... I, my first question was was that how can you do Venom without Spider Man? Like yeah. my understand not my understanding of it is not as great as Jeremy's, but I from what I understand you can't really have one without the other. And that aside, when I saw the the trailer, I I don't know it just really didn't impress me much. I I don't know whether I'm starting to fade out on Marvel movies, maybe a little bit. I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, that's. Yeah. Well, except for this isn't even a Marvel Studios. This is Sony. Okay. Because they have the licensing for Spider-Man oh, yeah. characters. Yeah. Uh, and they want, they've been wanting to expand on it since, you know, with the Amazing Spider-Man films, mm-hmm. they wanted to spin off a whole thing in Sinister Six, give the Sinister Six their own movie, mm-hmm. which I've heard they're still looking at doing. Mm-hmm. How are you going to make heroes out of them? What the heck are you guys thinking? I'm starting to hate you, Sony. Stop it. Don't ruin my Spider-Man stuff. Uh-huh. They're, they're irritating me. But I, and if you're going to do Venom... And I've heard, I've heard rumors that Tom Holland may be making an appearance in there, like they're gonna. But ugh, don't try to connect this with the MCU when you don't have the Marvel Studios backing behind your Venom movie. Yeah. And I don't. Granted, okay, Ultimate Venom in the Ultimate Universe, it was a laboratory experiment. That must be what they're going. Yes, it looks uh, like they're doing a laboratory experiment, Venom, which really it's the only way you can pull it away from Spider-Man because you don't have the whole symbiote thing, alien symbiote. Yeah. Which. The alien symbiote is so much cooler. Uh, so I really I can't get behind this other than I would I would like to see a good Venom movie. Yes, and I'd like, like to see them go with Carnage. But mm-hmm. what do we have is Venom versus the evil corporation who is making symbiotes and they're killing people as they experiment on people. And really, Venom, we, his first thing we're going to go against just a company. You don't even have, any, have a really good villain for him. I feel like I'm, I'm losing out of what it could be. Mm-hmm. So I, I cannot get excited for this i'm just i feel like i may have to watch it just to cover it because i feel obligated sort of like the return of mary poppins i feel like i'm gonna see it just because i feel obligated but i don't expect to enjoy it mm-hmm. i might be surprised i hope the mary poppins returns turns out to be fantastic and i end mm-hmm. up loving it that'd be great i'm just nervous about trying to come back to that one but so it might be one of those movies i go see just because i feel like i should cover it but if they slap an r on it then oh not family friendly enough for my show mm-hmm. and i will not complain yeah. So. So the jury's out on that one too. Jury's out. That basically what we and there's some cool stuff. I do like that the symbiote is. You can hear it talking in his head. I liked yeah. some of the stuff they've done. It's pretty cool, and that's exactly what I'd want from an Venom movie. When he talks about we, you yes. know, like the we with the uh, symbiote, we can do what we want. Yeah, and, so. and having Eddie talking to him says, "No, if you're going to stick around here, we're going to only hurt the bad people." Mm-hmm. You know, but that's that's where Eddie Brock goes later because when they first come together, they both just mutually hate Spider-Man because Eddie Brock is not a very good reporter, and he made mm-hmm. up and falsified some stories and got some people convicted of stuff that they weren't, you know, basically or put in, you know, in, on trial and so he he caused some problems, and Peter Parker exposed him. 
And with and the symbiote, of course, being rejected by Peter Parker, that's why the symbiote hate him. The symbiote is someone who tells Eddie Brock, oh, by the way, that Peter Parker guy you hate, that's Spider-Man. I hate them, too. Let's get them. And he was one of the coolest villains. And he was scary because he knew who Peter was. And the symbiote knew everything and told Eddie everything. So hopefully you knew uh, Venom, like, knew Spider-Man and yeah. all that good and stuff. And it, it was a big deal story, at the yeah. time. And to do something less than that is disappointing. Mm. I mean, it is nice later that they kind of reformed and they kind of were like, okay, well, you know what? You're not as bad as I thought you were. Because eventually Venom was just like, you know what? I think I can be a hero. And he was known as the lethal protector. And him and Spider-Man never quite got along because Spider-Man was like, Eddie, you cannot kill. And Venom's like, yes, we can. We're hungry. Brains. You know? <laughs> but, the, I mean, there's, there's so much of what I would I want to see Spidey and Venom. You know, as enemies, I'd love to see them teamed up sometime against Carnage. That's what I want with Venom. And I don't think I'm ever going to get that. Well, maybe maybe you can write your own little fan. Yeah, I'll write, I'll write fan, a fan, fan fiction, fiction and post it to NeverlandPodcast.com. That's what I'll do. Oh, but now we get to have... Oh, yeah, I, I was about to say, now we get to have some fun. But Well, we're, we're going to have some fun with this, but in the end, it's not very fun. Yeah, well... But it's awesome. Are, are people really surprised, though? I mean, I... Well, we're not talking about the movie yet. We're okay. coming up. Okay, But... In case you were a little confused by the movie, or if you haven't seen it yet and you want to know a little something more, that's why you listen to us, right? Because we will tell you more. So, let's jump into some main content. To Disney and beyond. All right, so, have you been wondering about all these Infinity Stones, Infinity Gems, as they're known in the Marvel comics? Actually, yes. I I found myself, as I was watching the movie, kind of confused because at the beginning they kind of gave us a rundown of, like, the gems... But I couldn't remember from previous movies, like, who had what. You know, we knew this one character had this stone, and this one character has this stone. But I I honestly, until the real quick quip at the beginning of... Well, it wasn't really smack at the beginning. It was kind of yeah. midway that they And we've slowly it. been introduced to them, but, but you haven't really gotten names for the individual gems. Yeah, you know, until you've got a color, movie, like, okay, this, you know, this one was purple, and, and you know, uh, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy, and you got this blue one from, you know, yeah. like, Thor's world, and, and that kind of thing, but... Yeah, and it seems they're matching more of this. The Marvel Legacy has different colors from 2017 to present. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm... I'm going to real quick jump over. I'm not sure exactly what this Marvel Legacy stuff is all about. Uh, but it's a 2017 relaunch of a line of American comic books published by Marvel Comics. I haven't been paying attention uh, to the actual comics mm. in a good long time. But okay, so Marvel Legacy is a new thing. Did they reboot everything? I, I feel like I need to go read something see what this Marvel Legacy mm. is about. Because I, I, I was only really reading Spider-Man. And I didn't like anything Dan Slott really hardly did here lately. Mm. Um, so I haven't paid attention. But they've they've now colored the gems to match more to the film compared to what they were. But originally, and we'll talk with the more confusing one first, the soul gem. Now, originally they were all soul gems at some point, And we're gonna, we'll get into that a little bit later. Mm. The Soul Gem was green. Now, you might also be familiar with these. If anyone played, there was an, in the arcade, there was a Marvel Super Heroes game. That was, it was a fighting game like Street Fighter. Before they just started doing Marvel vs. Capcom, there was a Marvel game. I played the heck out of that thing. And along the way, each opponent, you would, you would have to face like six opponents. And when you defeat an opponent, you would get one of the gems. Because your opponent was carrying it. And if you hit them with one of your special moves, they would drop the gem. And then you could use that gem for an ability in the middle of the thing. Like a Soul Gem, you would heal your character... Time gem would make you faster or make everything slow down or something like that. Uh, but you could you could cause different effects by using the gems in the game. And, of course, I played as Spider-Man every time, and I, I finally managed to beat it 
many, many times. I had so much fun playing that game. But you'd fight against Iron Man, and uh, Captain America was in the game, Wolverine was in the game, and your final boss was Thanos himself. And even though you'd gathered all the gems yourself, Thanos would show up, raise his glove, and all the gems would come to him, and he's like, ha ha ha, and you'd have to deal with it. But it was a fun game. So, and, But in that, the soul gem was green. And this... And I'm going. Uh, I'm pulling this out from the Wikipedia, and it says it allows the user to steal, control, manipulate, and alter living and dead souls. The soul gem is used also the gateway to an idyllic pocket universe. I can tell you about that pocket universe here in a little bit later. I have been reading some comics, and there's a soul gem universe, and Adam Warlock has been in there. Adam Warlock has not been introduced in the Marvel Cinematic Universe completely yet. We did get teased at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 that he was being made by the Golden People. I forgot their name. Do you remember? I don't remember what they're okay. called. They're just the cocky little arrogant yeah, golden people. But they're creating Adam Warlock, and he's golden color himself. But he was in the soul, the the soul universe, pocket universe. But at full potential, the soul gem grants the user control over all life in the universe. That's kind of scary. Yes, it is. Which is why that was the last gem in the film that he needed mm. to do what he wanted. Uh, in the Marvel films and the Marvel Legacy, it is more of an orange color. Okay, so then we have the time gem. Mm-hmm. Um, Which and, originally was orange. <laughs> yeah, it was originally orange, and this, this one it is it's green, and that that goes along with the. It's kind of weird. The soul and the time gem flip, swapped kind of, colors. Kind of flipped. Yeah. Um, and so this one allows the users to see in the past and future, as you would expect for a time gem. We can slow down, speed up, reverse time, uh, kind of like what you see in the Doctor Strange. Yes, movie. Yeah, that Doctor one Strange was a very had. good, very good explanation of what you can go back and the, bargain with the that, time with gem, Dormammu. Dormammu, yeah. Yes, so, you can, you can and, bargain. And he killed multiple times, right? Yeah. Okay. So anyway, uh, <laughs> but you can also get in a time loop. Speaking of Dormammu, um, and so you get kind of an omniscience or like a control over the past, present, and the future. You can age and de-age beings. It says and trap people in the loops. Wow, okay. that one's really powerful too. That's pretty awesome. That is. Um, so that's the Doctor Who would love that. Uh, Doctor Who's got his little box. I know, but timey wimey. Think how much more. Because if he could age people and but yeah. Well, okay. Any everybody's got to have a limit. So anyway, yeah. so that is that's kind of the the rundown on the time gem. Now the space gem, which originally was purple, and now you're seeing it as a blue gem. This, of course, was the tesseract. Mm-hmm. Well, it was inside the tesseract. Uh, This allows the user to exist in any location, move any object anywhere throughout reality, warp or rearrange space, teleport themselves and others any place the user can imagine without having to use a sling ring. Uh, which mm-hmm. Doctor Strange doesn't need a sling ring to do that anyway, but uh, and not in the comics anyway. I like the sling ring though; it's pretty cool. But you can also increase your speed, alter the distance between objects, contrary to the laws of physics, and it's at at its full potential. The space gem grants the user omnipresence, so you are everywhere. everywhere. Yep, scary. All right, and then we've got the mind gem, which is originally it was blue, but it's yellow. Uh, in the movies, but also in that that Marvel legacy, and so we know if you if you watched the uh, Avengers, do you know who's got it? Vision, Vision has it. Vision yeah. has it. Okay, and so this enhances their mental or psionic abilities. You can uh, read people's minds, uh, look at their dreams, and things like that. Um, so if you've got the power gem and the mind gem, you can get into everybody's minds all at once, um, which is also kind of scary. Um, so it's, and it's also, uh, 
part of the universal subconscious. Yeah, so it is a manifestation of the universal subconscious. Subconscious, okay, and so that's scary as heck. But that kind of that kind of I think it, it helps to explain some of Vision's like mystery and things like that. That you know yeah. that's what's attached to him, um, and why there's so many different. Things yeah, because in this newer movie, he him. does talk about he's getting visions of things, mm-hmm. and it bothers him and yes. things like that. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah. So yeah, so that's uh, that that's is... that's ability. I don't know that he has in the comics because hmm. he's not actually. I think the... it's cool. It's like, cool hey, in the in, yeah in the comics. He's not connected to the I, mind. I like gem. I like Vision. He's yeah. One of Vision my is very very cool. All right, now this next stone in Infinity War, we got to see it do some pretty cool things. It's it was yellow originally in the comics, but in Marvel Legacy it is red, and in the films it's red. And it was the ether in Thor: The Dark World. And this, the reality gem, allows the user to fulfill their wishes, even if that wish is in complete contradiction with any scientific law. And you get to do things that are normally impossible. You're performing weird miracles and stuff. I guess you can also create an alternate reality. Which the Marvel Universe is getting full of, with even I, I, I even tried to watch an episode of the Spider-Man animated series currently on Disney, and that talk about an altered reality. Holy cow, that is very different from what I would expect that that show. So, but yeah, so this this is your the thing. Somebody's messing around over in DC with this thing and creating a heck of a multiverse for them over there, I guess too. So, when you back this up with the power of the other gems, the reality gem also allows you to alter the reality on a universal scale so you could create all new universes or change the the universe that we know of and you could do a lot of scary things with with some of these things i mean yep um and then our the final gem uh final stone is the power gem power and um uh originally it was red but in the movies and in the the legacy it is purple and this is the first stone that we see spoken of as an infinity stone outwardly by the movies. Yeah. And Guardians of the Galaxy brought it up in this first yeah. time somebody called them infinity gems. Although those of us in the know already realized that the infinity gems seem to be in play. Especially when we got to see Thanos in the Avengers film. We started. That's when I think I started putting it together like, oh, the Tesseract was an infinity stone. Oh! Oh no! Well, see, and I didn't know, like, I'm because I don't, I'm not in, into the source material as much as Jeremy is. So the, I mean, Jeremy spoke about them, but like, really kind of knowing exactly what they were, all that kind of stuff was new to me. So the power gem, if you're just following the movies, that's the first one in Guardians of the Galaxy that they really mm-hmm. outwardly acknowledge as the uh, as being as, one as of the being infinite, what yeah, they are. Where you got yes. an explanation. I think even yeah. when he when he's explaining it, I think there's even a screen that shows like all the different stones kind of off to the side a little bit. It does, but they don't talk about each of the names. Kind of in yeah. the middle of this, the the current movie is where they actually start telling you telling you and have an explanation. Although I guess if you're familiar with the powers, which you're now becoming familiar with the powers, mm-hmm. you kind of realize which one it was mm-hmm. as it popped up. You're like, oh, that must be this gem. And, so. Um, but the, the Power Stone, as you would expect, being called the Power Stone, manipulates forms of energy, can enhance your physical strength. And uh, your durability. Your durability, Ooh. okay. And so it's it's all about power. Um, and when it's with the other five gems, you it boosts those. So it's, it's power, like feeds the power of the other ones. And then at the full potential, this Power Gem can grant omnipotence. So this is scary because so you've got this thing you're becoming a a, a god I'll say lowercase g yeah. you're omniscient you're omnipresent and you're omnipotent 
scary to be in the wrong, on the wrong hand, I'll say. On the wrong hand, On the yep. wrong hand, this could do some terrible, terrible things. I mean, as they mentioned in the movies, no, any one of these is, is a pretty serious um, kind of thing to keep a hold of. But then, you know, putting them, all, putting them together, all together makes it even more so. You are a threat to everything that exists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So who might possibly want those? Well, on mm. Saturn's moon of Titan, yes, our own Saturn on the moon of Titan, there lived a colony of Eternals. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> Thanos was born as one of the last sons of the original colonists, Mentor and Susan. However, he was born misshapen and monstrous in comparison to the other Eternals, most in particular, his handsome and carefree brother, Star Fox, also known as Eros. And Thanos grew up into a very melancholy, brooding individual, consumed with the concept of death. And more than any of his people, Thanos sought out personal power and increased strength, endowing himself with cybernetic implants until he became more powerful than any of his brethren. At some point, he was exiled from his community, although the accounts differ as to its cause. Some say it was because he committed a crime by being the first to create a weapon. Thanos himself once claimed that he vivisected his own mother in an attempt to investigate how someone consumed with death, such as himself, could have come into being. And we're reading all this directly from Marvel, by the way. And, and if you're not, vivisection is like doing dissection, but you're alive. Just, that's, yeah, that's, what that's it pretty is. horrible. It, it is, it is, yeah. And growing in power and infamy as he traveled the universe, Thanos once met death itself. As or herself, it, really. Uh, okay, yeah. as it appeared, embodied in a female form. Mm-hmm. Thanos was infatuated with the being and endeavored to make himself worthy in order to earn her love in return. With an army under his command, he nearly destroyed his former home of Titan, declaring himself its ruler. Then he sought out the powerful Cosmic Cube, and a number of Earth's heroes assembled to confront him. With the cube's power, Thanos made himself into a god, little G-god, and (laughs) he easily fought back Captain Marvel and the Avengers. However, Captain Marvel managed to convince Thanos that he had drained the cube of its power and the Mad Titan discarded it. This allowed Marvel to grab the cube and restore the universe to its rightful order and to drain Thanos of his power. Thanos was shunted back to where he had first launched for the bit of his power and was rescued by his starship Sanctuary 2. Now... Marvel is the original Captain Marvel. Okay. He's Cree. His powers are transferred to Carol Danvers, and we're going to see that in the 90s. And if you've stayed for the ending scene, those of you who've seen the movie, and if you haven't, stayed till the very end of the credits, there is a hint of Captain Marvel. But Carol Danvers is going to gain those powers and become, well, she was Miss Marvel, or Ms. Marvel, if you want to pronounce it that way, but now they're calling her Captain Marvel. But she's got Marvel's powers. So. Okay. That's what, and she's also the one that Rogue stole the powers from, to where when Rogue could fly and okay. it was darn near indestructible and super strong, that's the powers of Captain Marvel. So that's going to be a cool movie. Okay, but that's an aside. I know. That's well, I know I know it's an aside, but I'm filling in information okay. about who Marvel is. That's Captain Marvel, as mentioned. Okay. So we're not talking about Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel. We're talking about Marvel, Captain Marvel, at this point. So... Thanos believed that death had rejected him after his failure with the Cosmic Cube, and so he began searching the universe for the powerful Soul Gems, one of which was used by Adam Warlock. Now, we've mentioned him before. He's coming up in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Thanos also learned of the threat of the Magus. 
a future version of Adam Warlock who would threaten Thanos' own plans. Thanos was determined to make sure that the future of the Magus would never occur. So using time travel, he created a perfect pawn for his future, future struggle, the deadliest woman in the universe. He rescued Gamora as an infant and trained her to be his personal assassin. He also joined forces with Adam Warlock to oppose the Magus, who was using his world-conquering Universal Church of Truth to create a fanatical empire. With this alliance, Thanos helped ensure that Warlock would never become the Magus, and at the same time, he managed to absorb certain energies of Warlock's soul gem that would help him in his subsequent plot. One by one, Thanos collected the other five soul gems, combining them all in a huge, single synthetic soul gem. He then began to extinguish the very stars themselves, hoping thereby to extinguish all living things in a tribute to death. Thanos was opposed by Gamora, but he slew her as well as Pip the Troll, who was looking for Adam Warlock. Warlock had learned of Thanos' activity and recruited Captain Marvel and the Avengers again to oppose the Mad Titan. Captain Marvel managed to destroy the synthetic soul gem, but Thanos captured the Avengers and even killed Adam Warlock after an intense one-on-one -on -one battle. Spider-Man was on hand to help rescue the heroes and with the help of Lord Chaos and Master Order, restore Warlock to life. Warlock's resurrection flushed him with cosmic power, and he again engaged in battle with Thanos, who was defeated, but not killed. Of course. <laughs> the eternal struggle was turned into a... The eternal was actually turned into a mobile stone, which was an ironic punishment, since the lover of death would be forever denied its embrace. Mm. Now we pick up with... Uh, I, I had to go digging around to see exactly when this happened. There's a trilogy of comics... Uh, eventually, the, the Infinity Trilogy, where you have the, the Infinity Gauntlet, the Infinity War, and the Infinity Crusade, as I mentioned before. But there's also a series of comics that show the story. And uh, let me just mention these briefly. So you've got Captain Marvel, number 45, actually from 1968, the Mind Stone. So stranded on the planet of Deneb 4, Marvell and Rick Jones' minds are in danger of merging. To avoid that fate, the two allow their consciousness to enter the Mind Stone to maintain their own identity. So that's where that actually came from, 1968. The Soul Stone, Adam Warlock decides to learn the secrets of the Soul Stone that he carries while trying to communicate with the gem. However, Adam Warlock is sucked into the Soul World within it. There, the stone reveals that it is one of six similarly powerful artifacts. That's in 1972 in Warlock number 15. These were all created, by the way, by Jim uh, Starlin, I believe his name is. He's the one who created Thanos. Time Stone first pops up in Thanos Quest 1990, number one. These, I believe, are the issues where you can follow Th uh, Thanos going and trying to gather the stones, and he's got to win them from their owners across the universe. Uh, with this, I kind of like to read this. This is a, you know, I've, I've heard it, uh, there's a, a podcast called Fawthentic History, uh, F-A-U-X, authentic, because mm -hmm. what they're doing is they take fictional history and they report it like it's real history. Mm -hmm. And they have covered Thanos gathering the stones in, in a past episode. If you go look it up, uh, I do enjoy their podcast. It is pretty fun. So... Now, in his bid to collect all six Infinity Stones, Thanos uses his recently purloined Power Stone to supercharge Elder of the Universe's Gardener's Time Stone. Now, trapped in a mass of rapid-growing plant life, the Gardener is helpless to prevent Thanos from taking his most prized object. Um, and then we have the Space Stone, which shows up in 1990 as well, number two of Thanos' quest. And this is where the Elder of the Universe runner 
has unknowingly been tapping into the latent power of his space stone to teleport across the universe. Um, but the danger of Thanos uh, appears and Runner strikes preemptively against the Titan, but the space stone is still taken uh, from Runner. Yeah, the runner, yeah. yeah the, the, the universe runner, runner. The universe runner. Which was interesting. Apparently he was known as the runner because he was teleporting and getting around really fast. And they called him the runner, but he wasn't actually running. That's ironic. So the Power Stone now shows up in Warlock of the Infinity Watch, number two from 1992. And so after the Living Tribunal, which the Living Tribunal is weird. It's like he's got three faces on one head. Huh. Uh, yeah, he's kind of weird. Now, a lot of these cosmic beings are very strange. Uh, but get, be prepared, because i got more about them to come. Oh. So, But they rule that Adam Warlock cannot be the sole possessor of the Infinity Stones. So Warlock gathers an assortment of friends and allies and distributes a stone to each. The Power Stone is entrusted to Drax the Destroyer, who, in his diminished mental state, swallows the gem whole, thinking it's a piece of candy. Oh, wow. Now, uh, this uh, this is actually after the event. So you know what? I think I'm going to stop, because I'm, I'm looking directly at Marvel.com, and they've got a listing if you wanted to read some of these comics. But yeah, the Thanos quest, I think, is pretty, pretty much where you want to find him going after the other stones. I'm pretty sure there's more than two issues. They only mentioned two of them, because now we're getting to, like, 1992. I've told a little something of how things ended in the comics, and I didn't mean to, because I was just kind of reading what Marvel has. Uh, but yes, Adam Warlock will be the sole possessor of the Infinity Stones in the comics. I don't know how it's going to play out in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. But now that you have a little bit of history, I want to warn you now, spoilers possibly incoming. We'll try to be light when we first start talking about this movie. But when we get into it, we're possibly going to spoil some things. And I do want to tell you a little bit about the comics. And I guess before we get into the movie, let me tell you about the Infinity Gauntlet thing that I just read. Uh, and some of the differences I've noticed. The Infinity War movie deals with Thanos going and collecting the stones. Which... As the Thanos Quest, apparently comics, which I, I I don't know if there's a way to read an ebook other outside of Marvel Unlimited that you can read a lot of those. You can read their back issues. I may have to go and, and do that. I think probably Eric has read those because he did have the Marvel Unlimited subscription for a while. Um, so the Infinity Gauntlet storyline that they uh, they seem to be headed for, Thanos already has them. He wants to impress Death by showing how powerful he is. And he tells Death he can create anything Death wants. And Death is, of course, taking on appearance of a woman at this time. Although you do see Death in the full skull, but she eventually does take that woman thing. That way she can show expression on her face of really not being impressed. The interesting thing is, as Thanos, is, his ego is out of control at this point. Controlling the, the all six stones. That even Mephisto, which in Marvel Universe is pretty much the devil himself... Mephisto is even kind of kowtowing to him. Although you get the idea that Mephisto really doesn't like Thanos anyway. But Mephisto's really not in a position to do anything about him because Thanos is godlike at this point. But he can't seem to do anything to impress death. And at one point, Thanos says, with just a snap of my fingers, I can wipe out half the life of the entire universe. And he does it. At the beginning of this, those of you who have seen the movie understand... I'm not going to say anything more until we get mm -hmm. to the end. Because if, you, if, if you're scared I'm about to spoil something, pause this and come back later after you see the movie. Okay, if you're still with me, I figure you've taken that warning and you're still hanging with me. Now, this actually in the Infinity Gauntlet is what gets the people on Earth, there, gets their attention. And all the heroes of Earth, because they were like 50% of our population just suddenly disappeared. And at the beginning of it, 
Silver Surfer comes crashing into Doctor Strange's Sanctum Sanctorum, which they do something similar in the film we'll get to later. But I was thinking, oh, look, they did that. But the Silver Surfer has just come back from a major defeat trying to stop Thanos from getting those last gems where him and Drax the Destroyer were opposing Thanos and failed. And you know, the Silver Surfer, if you can take him out and send him crashing to Earth like that, you're scary powerful. And so the Silver Surfer tries to t- tells Doctor Strange Thanos is coming. He's got the Infinity Gems. So Doctor Strange is, figures he's got to get some people together when Adam Warlock, from being entrapped inside the Soul Pocket universe, tells Doctor Strange, the only way we're going to beat them is you're going to have to trust me, and I will put a team together, and we'll, we'll go deal with this. And so the, basically a lot of the major fight of these, this six comic book series is actually very cosmic, Adam Warlock does like a thing, and Doctor Strange kind of helps, I guess, to make it where everybody can breathe in space. So they can go and take the fight to Thanos, who was there in the realm of death, still trying to impress death. And even at one point, Mephisto tells Thanos, you know what? She's not impressed because you're in no danger. Nobody's a threat to you. And he tricks Thanos into lowering his power levels a little bit. So the heroes almost seem to have a chance. So when the heroes are basically distracting Thanos and fighting with him, Adam Warlock and the Silver Surfer are out somewhere else, and Adam Warlock is is gathering the forces of all these cosmic beings like the Eternity and the Stranger and Atu... I can always never say his name, but the Watcher who watches our Earth, who does not get involved at any point, though. He's just going to watch this whole thing. But all these weird cosmic beings of all this weird stuff that they've not even touched in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because everybody in the audience would be like, what? Huh? Because it's confusing. Well, I mean, you even say it now. This is what happens in the comic books, and I'm yes. just kind of like, what? Because we, we mentioned the other... There was the uh, Lord Order and Master Chaos. They're two of the people. But all these cosmic things, and the Silver Surfer and Adam Warlock are hanging back for just the right moment. And they're waiting. Hell, look, Thanos has depowered himself, and he's got one hand up. And Adam Warlock tells the surfer, now, 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 go. And the surfer goes, goes really fast and makes a snatch to try to snatch the glove off his hand. And Thanos' hand lowers right before he can get to it. But that's when Thanos knows the jig is up, and he's mad. And he repowers himself and becomes really horrible. Now, this he has, you know, we already mentioned Gamora has been killed. Pip is back already by this point. He's wiped out half of the population of the entire universe already with a snap of his fingers. We've even lost a lot of major heroes. There's a lot of damage that needs to be repaired. I'm going to give you another warning. I will spoil something, but I will tell you after we review the movie real fast. Because you might even have to see the movie, might not want to know a possible outcome. So, let's talk about the movie in a movie review. There'll be spectacle, there'll be fantasy, there'll be daring do and stuff like you would never see. Hey, a movie! Yeah, we're gonna be a movie! Starring everybody and me! Boy, I wish I were you people seeing this for the first time! Kermit, I got a great picture of the chicken! Oh, good! So, this has been a big weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Where the previous record of a box office opening weekend was $247.9 million, and that was Star Wars The Force Awakens three years ago. Current estimates for Avengers Infinity War is they're looking at a $250 million domestically. So it's going to be the new big, big thing. Mm-hmm. 
Now, Disney actually announced Sunday morning that the film had made $630 million globally without even opening in China because they're not going to get it till May 11th. So if you're in China, I hope you're not listening to this so far because I don't <laughs> want to spoil the movie for you. Wait and come back later. Okay. Domestically, though, they made $83 million on Saturday. And that is actually the most for an opening Saturday. And even we went to a 9.15 showing and it was packed. Yeah, we came in early, and it, it seemed like, oh, okay, maybe there are not going to be so many people, but it got crowded it was fast. huge. Well, I always wonder when they say the money, like, this is how much we made. I wonder how much that and it's, uh, breaks down to tickets sold, because it, trying to compare uh, ticket, ticket prices today mm-hmm. versus ticket prices, you know, like, that's, that's and, and I never hear that. They always talk yeah. about money, but I would like to know, like, how many tickets, like how many tickets were sold, because then yeah. you can compare apples to apples. Yeah, and I would be interested to know, but Mm -hmm. I'm sure somebody keeps track of that. But this has been huge. Uh, So this has been a huge overseas launch and everything. So, of course, now we have to talk about it. First thing I can definitely say, this movie is not fun. No. (laughs) It's great, but it's not fun. No. There's some fun moments, and they did try to throw, like, some levity in there. Like, Thor, uh, I think they got the hint with Ragnarok that funny with Thor is a good thing. So we got a little bit of funny. There's some uh, humor, yes. Thank goodness. Thrown in there with it. I'm trying to think where else we have Take all the tragedy of the Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows and the levity and serious and heaviness of the Lord of the Rings. Because you've got... This super mega powerful being who is basically collecting his own version of Deathly Hollows, mm-hmm. but they're the Infinity Stones, and it's also like like Sauron getting the One Ring. If he gets it back, we're screwed. And it catches everybody by surprise. Like that's the thing. Like people don't really even know it's coming. Yeah. I mean, the closest we get is uh, I don't know if I can say someone crashes. And, yes, and, um, and warned, there is something similar just, to this Silver War Surfer crashing into Doctor Strange. So Doctor Strange does get warned. But it's just a split second before the crap actually hits the fan. Yeah. And that's through the whole film. Like, the people just get a warning. Just a brief little hair before it actually Thanos happens. Thanos is coming. <laughs> yes. yes. And so you get this feeling of, like, nobody is prepared for this. And every time Thanos was on screen with somebody, I was worried who was going to die. Because mm. nobody was a match for Thanos. No, that, that yes, that Seriously. was definitely well. And, and the more gems his, he got, the more powerful he became. Some of his uh, uh, oh, side characters, his his little minions, yeah, his, his children, his and children. things like that, and they didn't really introduce a lot of them. Yeah. I, I know someone who's they really, might have been based off some characters that I'm not they, familiar they with. They are um, the one of the, uh, my janitor from work. Like he's really into the Infinity Gauntlet, and he was very excited to see those particular characters show up because he knew about their background and like, they're kind of like Thanos's thugs yeah. and the like. And so I don't think he's going to be disappointed in like, cause they, they're pretty intimidating Scary. and it takes a lot to take just one of them down, you know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So Thanos aside, just trying to deal with his little minions that come to earth to collect these things, you know, from where they know there are is, is I mean, that's scary. It's scary. And yeah, I've, with knowing that some people's contracts are kind of up and this is like the 10 years of buildup to this movie, you walk into this and everybody's pretty much expecting you don't know whose number is up. And so you're expecting anybody could go, but you kind of think, well, some of the newer characters were surely not to come my back. character, right? <laughs> yeah, you're hoping, well, surely these characters, but this movie, uh, and without spoiling anything, and this is about the time you're going to want to stop. You're, it's intense because you're always afraid someone is going to die. Because mm-hmm. it is that, it's that heavy, it's that intense, but with, 
as you were saying, moments of levity and some yeah. humor. So you do laugh. You need, you need it though. You do. You, you need do need moments. levity because mm-hmm. it's dark and it's heavy. And this, well, I don't. This is not about. This is the Empire Strikes Back. I'm going to say that. I don't want to say how I was about to say because I didn't want to spoil. Times three. If you're still here. Yeah. It is. It is an Empire Strikes Back style of movie where the bad guys are striking back and it doesn't look good and the heroes are doing the best they can and it is i tell you what it is a great film i might advise you to if you if you if you don't think you can handle waiting for a year you might want to wait and watch this later when the next movie comes out so you can watch it then so you can immediately go to the theater and like oh whoo ah it's concluded it's all better now who's who are you kidding like people are gonna go and see it yeah i know come on i at least i can say that i've given that piece of advice because empire strikes back i like to watch that and then come back and watch return of the jedi because empire strikes back ends on a low note so that's about us if you haven't seen the film this is the point I'm going to advise you to stop because I think we've said enough to say, yes, this is a very good epic scale movie and I think you'll enjoy it. But you might if, if you can't handle a cliffhanger. Remember, they already told us there was going to be this is a two part thing. See, I didn't get that memo. That was that's, no, you told they me. Annou- I, I they didn't announced get that, memo. that like five years ago. Oh well, I, I mean, I didn't get that memo. That was a long time ago. Wow. So we knew there was, but they they're changing the title for the second movie because probably it might spoil something. They probably want to call it something special. Mm. You know, this might be very cool. They're literally going to call it something special. Yes, Avengers, something special. So <laughs> the Infinity War. Yeah. So at this point, if you haven't seen the movie, go ahead and pause. Come back after you've seen the movie. Go go listen to your next thing on your list and come back later. All right, have you had time to stop? If you're still with us, I'm assuming you've seen the movie because holy crap, Hulk instead of Silver Surfer, I, I was I was freaking out. Okay, so we can we can take off all like. Take the gloves off. Okay. If they're still here, they chose to be here. Okay, after two warnings. Holy crap. Two warnings. Holy crap. Loki at the very beginning of the movie. Honestly, that kind of destroyed my soul a little bit. I'll be oh. honest. Like, Loki is one of my favorite characters from, from Thor and from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> I thought Loki could outsmart Thanos and, or Trickle. Now, he has some moments of where it's like, oh, Loki, my, oh, my goodness, like, you just won my heart, and then all of a sudden you crushed my heart. Actually, Thanos crushed my heart because he crushed you. Well, yeah, boy. Oh, gosh. Oh, and whoop, Hulk got smashed. Yes, Hulk is like hiding. Oh my gosh, the entire I, movie. That I, I loved that. That gave him more personality, and you got to see mm-hmm. some interaction between Banner and the Hulk of he mm-hmm. just not getting the Hulk to come out because Hulk is afraid. Mm-hmm. Whoa! Hopefully, we will see soon. I'm, I'm hoping. Like, where oh, I'm sure Hulk will Banner, be back. Banner and Hulk coach some come to some agreement because. Banner got mad. Like he, yeah. he's he's like, screw you. I'm I'm going. Can I yeah, say call that? Me a Sorry. Big green blank. Yeah. He just kind <laughs> yeah, of was like, you're a big jerk. Like I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to get mad myself and oh. take care of it. So maybe so maybe great. we'll see a merging of the two. Like you know, in Ragnarok, we kind of have a more yeah a vocal, a little more like intelligent a Hulk with Hulk. Banner's brain. I want to see it happen. Oh, I want to see it happen. But see, that makes me get pictures of like this gigantic Hulk with like this very tight little lab. Coat, trying to do like what chemistry if, or something what like if that. the green hulk won't come out and the gray hulk comes out instead mm. oh now i don't know the difference between the oh. two gray hulk is like a completely different hulk he's not as strong as green hulk mm. but he is like a, a a banner hulk in a way he's a smarter hulk okay but he's a 
Ooh, Hulk fans would go crazy for a Grey Hulk. Yeah. That would be something. But, oh, it doesn't stop. And now, after having read the comics and knowing that Gamora was going was, was already dead, seeing that happen, uh, I, I, I'm prepared to deal. I was like, okay. I guess they I, had I to. Saw it, I saw it coming. As soon as she started gloating, I was like, oh, honey, don't start that. Nope, 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 And especially nope, when she's don't. telling Star-Lord, if he gets me, you have to kill me. I'm like, oh, no, she's going to die. I was like, just, well, no, please, no. Especially, that was the spoiler arc, and I'm looking at you, Scott, from Disney Indiana, because you're the one I saw saying, why Gamora? I'm commenting on, on Eric's post. I'm name-dropping now that we're at this point. That's where I was like, oh, no, what's going to happen to Gamora? And I was freaking out. You're and freaking then, out now. Oh, and then, well, all right, and here's what Doc Johnson, as he walked by, he says, well, what do you think about Steve Rogers dying? So the entire movie, I was terrified that that was going to happen because I didn't know if he was pulling my leg. Thank God he was pulling my leg. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'd seen it yet. I don't know. But he didn't know if he was right or not, I guess, no. maybe. I don't know, because he walked away. The look could have been anything. Mm. Oh, but thank God. I, I was so, at the end of the movie when Steve's fighting Thanos, I was like, yeah. he's going to kill him. He's going to kill me. Oh, he didn't. Ah. See, I felt like... All of my favorite, like as in real life, all of my favorite characters, all my favorite whatever, die. <laughs> well, listen, because we lost Gamora and we lost Loki. Those were the two that we really lost. Let's Doctor say. Strange. But but now see that's different. I'm t- you know, there's there's difference between you know they're being killed and the event of the end. And I'm gonna now okay. we'll talk about the comic thing because I see how this could go, uh, especially when you see Spider Man go and Doctor and, and uh, oh that ripped Benedict my heart Cum- out. Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> Oh, the way they did Spider-Man, but, but let me, we'll go to that in a second. But Benedict Cumberbatch has been really cagey about, well, I don't know if a Doctor Strange 2 is happening. He's no, been messing with us. No. He's met, He knows that there, a, doctor, I'm, a lot of those people who vanish, I'm pretty sure are coming back. Okay? And I'll tell you why in a little bit. Oh, but yes, when Spider-Man went and he's going up to someone's like, I seriously Mr. almost Stark, cried at that point. I, I, I was about to cry. And I, I, I like Tom Holland's Spider-Man. I just didn't like Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm. But he's, he's as a Spider-Man, I, I kind of like him. He uh-huh. is pretty, you know, just having Spider-Man in there. But oh my gosh, when he's over there, Tony is like, not like this, Mr. Stark. Not like that. I was like, no. I nearly cried at the beginning when we're going to the ship and all the Asgardians have all been killed. And when Heimdall... Uh-huh. I, I think that I was in shock Ugh. the whole movie because honestly I didn't cry like which is I un- thought I was gonna which is unusual for me like if it's a sad movie I am going to cry but I think the beginning with like the Asgardians all getting wiped out Ugh. and all of that that happened at the beginning I was like I think I was just so in shock and just like <gasps> just stunned through the whole movie I didn't shed a tear but I it it that's that's what Ugh. warns you that hey all bets are off and then when he tells Loki no more resurrections you know like. Oh crap! You're gonna no, kill some people. No, I don't. Uh, don't take Loki away. He's oh, just fun. Oh my gosh! But this and uh, great movie, but so intense and so rough yeah. that you're, it's not fun. You're not gonna go in there to have a good time, but you're gonna be very entertained. And <sighs> and you're gonna. I, so what I was seeing on Facebook is people like they had funny pictures. I think of The Rock where he's sitting there in thought. It's like me after after watching Infinity War. Like I'm just deep in having to, having to process all of this. Yeah. But uh, okay, I don't remember offhand what. And the last I remember, I remember seeing Nebula escaping and taking the ship. Did we see her come back? Do you remember? I think I need to see the movie again. The last thing that I remember at the end after the event, you have Nebula and Tony left. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think Star, anything. No, Star Lord, I think, it. still around. No. Star, the Star Lord, no, Star Lord went no, too. No, they pretty much vaporized all yeah. of all of the Guardians except for one. I think you just got one left. Drax went. 
Uh, did, we didn't see what happened to, to Rocket, did we? Rocket's we, all that's left. Yeah, because Groot, we saw him go. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, we were complaining. You know, Groot was like, you know, just useless until it was oh, that until me. it was Groot time. And he, oh, I'm bringing around Stormbringer. Oh, and I meant to research this because Stormbringer and that axe, uh, somebody please let me know. Because that reminded me of the axe in the Ultimate Universe that the Thor has there. And I'm, maybe that's called Stormbringer in that. But I was also wondering if Stormbringer might be related to... Um, and I, I, I said his name earlier today, but there's uh, the other guy who is pretty much a Thor, but he's an alien. And now his name just went right out my head. And I cannot think of it. Oh, someone please send me a feedback and remind me of his name. And if maybe his hammer or his weapon is called Stormbringer. I'm kind of wondering about some origins. I could probably Google it, but I love hearing from you guys. And plus, I want to know what you thought about the movie, too. And if you're still in shock, you're still reeling from this. But, oh, gosh, the return of Thor. Thunder God style. Oh, mm. that was so cool. Oh, yeah, that was. Talk about like oh. being like your, you know, the, I don't know, kind of hero of the whole thing, I guess. Oh, with that the, was because he has like so the God killing weapon. Like, yes. But uh, I just wish you'd have gone for the head. <laughs> well, so much of this movie is like you can end this now, but they're not going to because they don't want to kill their friend. You know, because Thanos is doing this thing oh, where it's like, like, like could, if they'd have killed Vision and destroyed the stone walls, and Vision well, was willing, and, but well, and it wasn't just that. There were lots of times when like someone could have could have done this or killed this person or destroyed that or whatever or let Thanos you know destroy that person, um, and like probably it would have changed everything and he wouldn't have gotten all the gems and, and I mean it was throughout the whole thing. But and Star Lord messed everything up when they nearly had the gauntlet off of Thanos mm-hmm. and he lost his cool after he found out about Gamora. Yeah. And I understand, and that's a very emotional type of thing, but. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things, and you were talking about when you were finally getting to watch Civil War, and, you know, like, Tony, when he just goes off, he's forgetting about the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. He's emotionally upset a Winter Soldier killed his parents, and that's all he can see right now, and Star-Lord was in that position. He was forgetting the bigger picture and very focused on, you killed mm-hmm. Gamora, you mm-hmm. son of a blank, you know, yeah. and gave him the finger and everything, you know, and... Yeah. But oh, it's, uh, oh, it was heart wrenching when you see Spidey almost had the gauntlet off there at that last. Yeah. It pops and then comes right back on. You're like, oh, they almost had it and they could have stopped this. But yeah, but yeah, there's just so many near misses. Oh. But I don't know. In some way, I like that the the love of each other was more important. Yeah. Than, than the stones. The, yeah. And so I I liked that. Excuse, Excuse me, you. by the way. I'm so sorry. Uh, and unfortunately, I'm probably going to have to leave that in the show the way yeah. we were just talking to it. Um, so, yeah. I'm drinking a cherry Coke, y'all. Yeah, it's, Coke does that to him. So, a lot. Anyway, so, yeah, that I, I like that. And I'm, I'm hoping that somehow that maybe comes around in the second movie. That, you know, they are stronger because they are together. Because, together because they do value each other. I think love will win out. And I'm going to tell you why. Are you ready for to hit to hear? You, you, are, you already know a little bit of this. Well, I know you you shared with me a little, bit, a little what you, bit what you discovered in the comics. Yes, because but... I went, I, I sat, and we went to a nice little park, uh, mm-hmm. like a like a park park, not like it's a city nat- park, nature sanctuary, nature sanctuary. Yeah. So I found a nice quiet place, listening to some woodpeckers and some warblers. We needed some nature and, therapy. Yeah, uh, as I sat there on my tablet reading these, because you can get these ebooks through Google, and I, I, if I can make some link, I'll see if I can find a way to make some links so you can buy them right through the website. Uh, but through Google Books or even Marvel Unlimited, you can go and read these. But, okay, so if you don't want to have any idea of what's coming at all in the next movie, stop. Because I'm now going to potentially spoil what could be in the next movie. Granted, this is a possibility because of what's happened in the comics. It doesn't necessarily mean that's what they're going to do. 
Well, I think if they're here, they're they're in for the long haul. Yes, if you are still here, that means you you maybe you need some comfort to know that there is hope. Mm-hmm. But all right, now I here here we go. If you're still with based me, on, based on the comics, if if you're still with me, then you're okay with me telling you this. So at the beginning, I mentioned at the beginning of the Infinity Gauntlet, in order to impress Death, which in the film he's not trying to impress Death, he's balancing things. That's very interesting. It made Thanos very interesting. In the in the movie, compared to the ego maniac that he is, he's ego and he's insane. But mm-hmm. he snaps his fingers to wipe out half the population, and that's what happens at the end of the film. Mm-hmm. Now, Nebula's still around in the comics. Nebula is this very corpse-like kind of charred, burned. That it's Thanos's granddaughter, not daughter, that he has tortured and kept around, and she's kind of silent, and she's a very sad character. Mm-hmm. Well, she is in the movies too. It, yes, it, it, she she's a very tragic character. Mm-hmm. Now. In the comics, Thanos, fighting the cosmic beings, manages to excel past his body and becomes more ethereal and cosmic himself, leaving his body behind. Oops, he didn't think ahead of that. But they mentioned in the comics, Thanos, the key to Thanos' defeat is usually something he does. And even Adam Warlock tells him, you're, you, can be def- you always leave a way for you to be defeated. And I think it's because you know you can't handle that power and you shouldn't have it. I think somewhere in mm. deep end, you know that you shouldn't. Mm. He leaves his body behind with the gauntlet still attached to his body. Nebula's right there. Nebula seizes the chance, takes that gauntlet, puts it on, restores herself. I want to see Karen Gillan, full-on Karen Gillan. You know, mm. blue and everything. But I want to, you know, not B- before all fixes herself. The, I want to see her get to do things, that. Yeah. So this is a, what I'm saying is a possibility in the film. She then says, everything, all this stuff you've done in the last 24 hours, undo it. With the, with the time. And why would she do that? She want, In the movies, she's going to want Gamora back. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying Gamora is probably not going to stay dead. She will do whatever to restore mm-hmm. Gamora. I don't know if she's going to bring Loki back. Loki. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I think she's going to set everything right again mm-hmm. and bring her sister back. Now, in the comics, they realize, oh, everything's, oh, cool, everything's back. But who's in hand? And they're like, isn't Nebula's got it. We can't do that. Nebula's too out of control. She's dangerous. We better get that away from her. And we better be careful because if she realizes the power she has, it's super dangerous. So they go after her. And I can see in the movies, maybe that could be a problem. It's like, Nebula, okay, okay, take take it off. So you're kind of predicting that that may be the way they go with this. I would love to see that. Because Nebula started getting a lot more interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I thought uh, that, you know, at the end, whoever is left is very strategic. Yeah. yeah. And, and Neb- oh, Nebula's, you know, she's smart, but she's also mm-hmm. a little crazy. So I could see that a everybody being crazy? like, Nebula, take that off. Mm-hmm. Don't make us come after you. Mm-hmm. Take it off. But in, what ends up happening in the comics, and they can't quite do this the same way, uh, because Adam Warlock has not been introduced yet. But now in the film, we were introduced to kind of a realm of the Soul Gem where we met the Red Skull. So maybe that he was can, a surprise to me. And he seems changed. Yeah, he's different. He understands some things a little bit better now. Maybe, and, and that's what he does. Say. So maybe he could take the place of Adam Warlock in this position because Adam Warlock. By by the end of this thing, you know, they get the gauntlet off, and there's like everybody moving to get the, the gauntlet before Thanos does, and Adam Warlock gets there and, and takes that uh, takes up the gauntlet in the end. And he's try- he wants to try to do right. And the other, the Avengers and everything are like, now your, your desire to want everything to be good and an orderly and try to take care of things could also be dangerous because you might go overdo it because power can be corrupting. But 
Doctor Strange has gotten kind of into Adam Warlock's soul, and he's like, I don't really know that I would trust anybody else, though, but you to have this. But you, if you start to get out of control, we're going to have to stop you. But Adam Warlock sends Thanos off. Now, the very interesting thing is at the end of this, Thanos has, has farming. He's got a little farm. This is supposed to be some time later. And Thanos is content, and he realizes, that was too much power for me. I, I, but he's, he seems to be happy. He's somewhere on some planet, and he's, he's kind of farming. He's like, I found some peace here. You kind of get that at the end of the film. Maybe not the whole yeah. thing, but you do have Thanos that moment seems where when he's completed he kind of sits mission. down, and there is that, that question of, like, what did it cost? Yeah. And that comes from, like, you know, baby Gamora, child Gamora, which... Oh, that was very which interesting. Which really probably is the only way that is going to get Thanos to maybe uh, rethink. Because apparently she was the only thing that he loved. And he killed her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that messed him... I mean, they gave Thanos a lot of heart. He wasn't just a mindless killing machine. You know, in a, in a very charismatic way, I could see some people being like, yeah, Thanos has makes a lot of sense, you know, and, and things like that. But he's insane. But, yes, he is he is clearly insane. Yeah. So they made him... I, I, I want to know what my janitor, who likes Thanos and his love, this infinity, like, he's so thrilled at this, what he thinks about it, because he's going to watch it this weekend. So it's the first yeah, thing I'm going to see, see when I says. see him after school. Like, yeah. okay, man, like, what, what, what did you think? You yeah. think? What, did, well, let's make sure none of the kids are around just in case they didn't see it. Well, usually yeah. by that time, the kids are all gone. Did, you know, did Thanos but, live up to your expectations? Yeah, yeah. but... So so what I'm thinking, since Adam Warlock ends up with a glove, I wonder if the Red Skull will end up with the gauntlet. But he's had a change of heart after mm. all these times. That would be very interesting. Very scary. I'm sure if Captain Steve Rogers is still around, be cool he'd be that. like, oh, no, no, no. But, you know, I can see the Red Skull like, I'm different. Mm-hmm. I would like to see that happen. But that's the thing. I guess they did. They come up with a way to destroy a gem. Scarlet Witch has the power. Mm-hmm. She could potentially destroy him. So I don't know if they will they will destroy the gauntlet or someone someone will have to take it away from Nebula and take it far cuz what if the Red Skull says I will take this far away to where I've been trapped for the last 70 years because I don't desire cuz he said he once had sought the stones because of the power but now he does not desire power and one of the important things in the comics is over Adam Warlock is he doesn't desire that power. Mm. He didn't seek it for the power, he seeked it to save everybody and he didn't want the power of it so what if that would be something the red skull does no no longer seeks power so he would be able to hold it and not use it i that's 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 a potential this is all speculation at this point. that'd be a mind-blowing thing if they did something like that but you know i don't know what to expect but i would like to see nebula get that gauntlet from him and bring her sister back, and because we know he, we have to revert everything that that Thanos did. But I'd like to see her and like put all things right, mainly just because she wants her sister back. She wouldn't give a darn about anybody else, but she would want her sister back. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So she'll probably do us like everything you've done these last 24 hours. Poof, I undo. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm p- thinking potentially. So if you're still reeling, let me give you some hope that. It's gonna be okay. Read the comic books, like go you know, re- yeah, go c- read it. You'll enjoy it with you know how how it ends in the comic books, and maybe maybe that'll make you feel a little better. Yeah, because I'm excited to see what potentially could happen. Because Nebula bring it back would be really cool. I'd like to see that, especially her let her mess around with some timey wimey things again. <laughs> okay. <sighs> All right, for those of you that know, Karen Gillan was on Doctor Who. Okay, you got that. that the rest that of you are like, what's he talking about? That would be yes. very ironic. Isn't that ironic? ironic? Don't you think? And yes, I really do think. 
So what do you think might happen in the next film? Uh, I don't, we have to be very careful if we read that feedback, but I'd like to know your opinion, so feel free to email us here at podcast mm. at neverlandpodcast.com, or we could very carefully start a discussion in the group on Facebook uh, and hope that nobody reads any of that. If we have a discussion, maybe I'll I'll start one on the, both the fan page and the group page, like, hey, spoilers below, so if you mm-hmm. haven't seen the movie, you know. And let's talk about what you think might happen. Uh, but we've got an hour and a half. I think we should wrap this thing up. Uh, yep. <laughs> yep. And an hour and a half, and that's just us talking. That isn't without me putting in the trailer audio or any other audio yet. So I have an hour and a half of editing to do. Yep. So, but you, oh, we definitely recommend the movie, though. Uh, I kind of want to go see it again already. I don't know. Like, I, I, it's kind of like, I don't know. I always felt like with, like, you know, uh, Star Wars, you know, Empire Strikes Back, that was one that I watched just in order to get to... The last one. <laughs> to get the Return of the, the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. So this is probably not one that I'm going to be like, yeah, let's see it again. I'm probably going to watch it to just get to the, 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 the happy ending. I'm very happy see it again, ending Just because it was so intense and there's so much that happened that I want to go and watch and analyze. I think I'm if like, I wow. watch it again, I'm going to cry. <laughs> you cry in a lot of movies, so that's okay. I know. You, that's what you do. Yeah. But that's why we love you. Because yeah. you're, 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 you're soft-souled. That's fine. <laughs> And that is cool. I'm, okay. I'm weepy. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. She's very yeah. tender-hearted. So, but anyways, let's wrap this puppy up and uh, everybody take a breath and go breathe <sighs> because we have Solo coming in a month. Woohoo! And make sure you go out to your favorite local comic shops for free comic book day this Saturday. And we will be coming to you. I, Eric still has not got to report back about Walt Disney World, but I'll make sure he takes a recorder with him when he goes to some comic shops. Uh, Lost Boy Philip wants to come with me. You want to come with me for Free Comic Book Day next Saturday? I got plant sale and something uh, something else to do. Sorry. A plant sale? Is that going to be in the morning? Morning? It's going to be in the morning, but then I've got a garage sale I'm helping with in the afternoon. Well, okay. So you won't be with us. So next week you'll hear Philip and I and then Eric as we go out to our local comic shops. And I would like to go see some of my fellow DMPers graduate on that Saturday. But I'm sorry. It's Free Comic Book Day. So I will not see you off, but I wish you all well if you're listening to this show and do wonderful things in the future. Uh, and happy graduation. Congratulations. Ha <laughs> ha. Okay. And I got one more semester and I get to graduate. So yay. All right. Let's wrap this up. Okay. All right. Thank you for listening to the Neverland podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official lost boy or pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander. Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit Patreon.com slash NeverlandPodcast to donate to Keeping the Pixie Dust Alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello everybody, this is...
this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true.